What's up, everyone? It's Gavin or Tweak. What up? What up? It's Charles or Chuck. And we have a special guest today. New days <laughs> or Tony. New days for Tony. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have Has or Pink today, but the show must go on. And if you guys do enjoy the show, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Check us out on all the other platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you really want to support the show, make sure to check out our Patreon. We're going to be recording a bonus segment at the end of this episode, and we're going to be talking about what makes a character difficult to play. What actually makes characters hard to play in Smash? Is it the electric input, or is it a bunch of the other stuff, right? Big question mark. <laughs> I wonder what it's going to be. So, that sounded like a spoiler to me. but A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> but we have a lot of recent tournament results to go over. Wave Dash 2023 is what we'll first go over. Congrats to Leo taking the tournament over Sonic. Those were the top two seeds. And Leo doing it with a character that I really didn't expect him to do it with. It was Corrin. And... Uh, we were talking a little bit before we started recording about the corn matchup. And for me, on surface level, I mean, I don't know too much about corn. So on surface level, I was like, oh, man, I, I would feel like corn would struggle with the lack of mobility. But Leo did a really good job of just using Nair and predicting where Spin Dash was going to be and just kind of covering himself with hitboxes because Spin Dash, what makes it good is it's not a really big disjoint, but, but Sonic's hurtbox becomes really small. But the Nair just felt like a really strong tool against Sonics. Uh, what, what did you guys feel about that matchup or just like the grand final slash winter finals in general? Well, I feel like um, Korn's really important because the characters that do like really good versus Sonic, they can start like a combo or just like a lot of damage off of like weird tags, like really weird like tags, like something that like, because if I play Peach, it's like too hard to get like specific like down air or like up air, or like a combo starter on them. But if you can tag them with something random, like a coordinate or a fair and like string to actual damage, it's like really important on Sonic because you can't catch them with like actual opportunities. Yeah, we were we were mentioning that before we went live where it's like kind of just covering yourself with general hitboxes. And with Corrin, it's like they could all end up being the same combo starter. Like it'll all lead into the same damage no matter like what move or when it comes out. Like, no matter what hitbox of the Nair, there's going to be a follow-up, for example. And that has me thinking right now that that means if you're Leo's Corrin, then you don't have to be in shield too much throughout the game. And usually Sonic will whittle your shield down just with his presence. But if you can cover yourself with, like, a lot of, like, very large and active hitboxes, not only does that make it easier to track Sonic and, and hit him when he's moving so quickly, but it also means you're going to have a healthier shield and that it just, it just means you're more likely to come out on top in neutral. If your shield health is comparable to Sonic's. Cause that's something I struggle with all the time when I'm playing Sonic is there's a lot of situations where I'm in shield for just a little too long. And now I'm like, you know, scrambling to like, make sure like I can be in a spot where I have a chance of winning, but like not only is Sonic's neutral so good, he has a healthier shield than me in this spot. So like, that's just something that has me thinking like the most, obvious example would be something like a like a Palutena Nair or something right like in terms of a move that's like very active and large and no matter what part of it you land if you land it you're going to be doing the same thing regardless and with Corrin it's like a similar idea with her neutral air yeah and something that I really enjoyed watching and I think uh, you mentioned this as well Gavin was just the 
frame trapping from Corn is so strong. So usually a lot of characters struggle dealing with that frame two air dodge, right? It's so pesky to deal with characters like Fox or Sonic. And, you know, there's a bunch of other characters. I think every single space he has a frame two air dodge. So there's just a group of characters that have frame two air dodges that not a lot of characters can frame trap as well as Corn. And with Corn, it's like, oh, okay, well, Sonic air dodge, it, it's okay. I'm going to frame trap into another Nair anyway and just keep it going. And even the conversions coming out from Leo, I don't think it was anything like a you know like shaddix conversion right like a lot of the solo main corns but it was good enough a lot of two to three pieces but fundamentally leo just played it so well a lot of short hops a lot of full hops uh i didn't even really notice that too much but yeah leo barely shielded at all was just practically in the air all the time and it was like okay well yeah. spin dash does come at me um i'll just go ahead and nair it out and see what happens from there and it, it worked out really well another thing that really impressed me and i think this is what makes sonics so strong and i even when uh we see players like sonics play up against spargo sometimes sonics can make spargo look free especially with sonic and the characters that uh spargo go sonics will just go Sonic and Edgeguard, Edgeguard him so easily. And Leo had fantastic recoveries. As I'm saying this, an Edgeguard is playing. <laughs> so uh, uh, that was a really good edge. For those who are watching, how did that Sonic down tilt connect on Corn's upbeat? Oh, the down tilt. Since when does that ever frame. happen? Yeah. I was watching this live and I said out loud, that was the most tournament moment I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Why did that down tilt hit? It hadn't hit all day. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know if that move, like, like, Corrin's Uppy is kind of crazy, right? Like, in terms it, of, it, like, It's really big, but uh, her two frames not that good. Like, you'll consistently get hit by, like, Ridley, Fort Tilt, and stuff like that. I see oh, like, like her snap. Down yeah. Tilt. Like, that was just a zero to death, and that down tilt was just, like, the icing on the cake. Like, yep, it's going to work this one time, this best, uh -huh. this, like, in these two best of fives. <laughs> like, I just, I was so mad, like. Not because I wanted like a like a particular person to win that specific match or interaction, but I was like, that would only happen in tournament. Like if that was me, that down tilt would have hit me too. Even though Diddy's like recovery is so good, I just know I would have died somehow. Like I don't even know what I'm saying at this point, but I'm sure anyone who's competed knows what I'm talking about. The specific chose that was that was the chosen down tilt, the yeah, chosen like, Sonic down tilt. Yeah. All three sets, that was probably the only one that connected, yeah. and it mattered. How it wasn't How? even it wasn't even for damage. It was like, oh, that that uh, down <laughs> tilt actually connected while you had no jump. So now mm. I'm gonna follow up off the down tilt, put you in the exact situation, and put the perfect back air because this is your only recovery. It was, it was a pretty insane it. sequence for sure. Two framing. It was, it was a good sequence. It was a really crazy comeback from Sonic's yeah and leo's recoveries were just so crazy because we usually see the standard corn back airs where you're back airing to get back towards the stage but there was a handful of reverse back airs where he actually back aired and pushed himself away from the stage then double jumped and like did a bunch of creative recoveries and i know leo during the interview specifically said a lot about just not wanting to play a character that has a trash recovery in tournament and he's aegis obviously on paper very strong character i think a lot of top players would at the bare minimum put aegis as a top five character if not top three and but leo just wants to have something more reliable and i don't even think corn's recovery is anything special it's nothing too wild but it's definitely like above average or average at, you know at, at the very least i think it's harder to deal with specifically because if you have like a counter or something then it becomes pretty rough but like when it comes to like aegis it's like every character has that one or two thing that like can lead into a stock but versus corn i feel like you either have to be playing a specific character 
or something like that. Like for example, I like playing Sephiroth versus Corrin because I just that matchup's so bad. I just counter everything and all that stuff. But like with Sonic, like he has to try to outframe data Corrin and like try to get there before Corrin inputs anything with like a quick like homing attack or forward air. Uh, but if it if he doesn't get there or if he doesn't have time to get there, he has to go for the two frames, which is reliable if you're Sonic, but like I, I see what, what Leo's getting at. And something that's interesting about Leo's Corrin is he started using it, it was winning, and then he stopped. There was no like there there wasn't something that like stopped Leo's Corrin from winning. Oh, there, there is. There is. He he was at that European tournament. Me and uh, Leo talked about this because I like Corrin oh, really? a lot. We talked about this. And he actually ended up losing to Meister that one oh. time. Oh Korn's yeah! Game. And then he said Corin's bad, and then stopped playing Corin because he never loses the Meister. Meister yeah, killed the Corin. Yeah. <laughs> it was that European tournament. Like I don't remember, but like he played Corin, lost, and then went Mithra and just won. And then he was like, yes, I'm never playing yes. Corin again. I remember and that. Yeah, yeah I, I remember that tournament. I didn't know that deterred him that much. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's losing losing a Meister to turn him that much. I mean, and, and it's like a sword character, right? I, I think back then, especially everyone's mentality was like, if you're losing with a sword character against Game and Watch, what's going on? Kind of deal, right? I think Game and Watch meta has kind of evolved since then, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. But it, it's interesting to see Corin have. I, I wouldn't even see a say a resurgence because we have players like Nao in Japan, right? And we also have players like Shattuck in America doing well with the character and leo had that spree you know when he started picking up corn I, I remember delfina maza was one of the first tournaments that i remember seeing the corn come out in tournament for leo so it, it's cool to see the corn back for leo i think it's a great character i think it fits his playstyle perfectly and yeah do you guys think that Leo's gonna stick it out with the corn maybe we'll see a little bit more tournament and a little bit more matchups for leo coming through with the corn i think you'll see more corn for sure just... Do you think we would see the Corrin versus you mute? No, <laughs> don't try that. Oh, just don't really? Try it. <laughs> yeah, you do. You you did say that you know uh, a bunch about Corrin, right? Well, I play the character, and I also play against Shattuck like all the time. So oh, just yeah, no yeah. that idea. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. I think Corrin's really good, and I also think um, I had this conversation pretty recently um, because I play against Boosk's Corrin a bunch. Uh, but I always. The compliment I always give Corrin is it feels like Corrin brought the good qualities from Smash Bros. What's up? Anything you just interrupt my shit and I'm not gonna return the favor. Yeah, I ain't forget. Look at you just smiling. Yeah, you keep want, on smiling because you ain't talking. You wanna, you're do you want to join the conversation? I ain't got nothing to say. You want to join the conversation? This is just about the beginning. Edward. We in war right now. We in war. Yeah. Woo, woo, woo. I just got here. <laughs> I think that was EE's first guest appearance on the show ever. Yeah, been like a hundred. <laughs> five or 106 episodes yeah, just maybe really i don't know but what i was saying was it feels like corin brought a lot of the best qualities from, from smash 4 to ultimate like the frame trapping and like not caring about whether you're going to swing or air dodge and just like continuing advantage state anyways like those qualities from smash 4 it feels like corin has the most um out of any character and i don't know i really like that character i think that character is pretty fundies and also really good um I don't know. I don't know what y'all think about that, but like, I feel like she was always at least pretty good. Um, okay, well, she needed a lot of buffs, like a yeah. lot of buffs. All her moves did like half damage. Like, up all air her got buffed, right? Um, no, like all her normals, like her arrows got buffed, except for like I don't know, down or something like that. But they all did like 
Like her Forda used to do like four or something like that. Now it does like seven. They buffed like all the damage on her moves because there was no damage before. I see. Um, and the, the recovery kick, was so Yeah, recovery was way worse. Um, what did they change about They made it go further. Wait, what? Yes. Yeah. This, this character was some... How long has this game been out that I'm like forgetting things like this? The upbeat went, um, got longer, and then the side B kick, you had to reduce the lag on it because it had just like way too much, like way too much. Um, I remember that. And the, the kick got stronger too because the kick no, was not like that strong. The main thing I remember is like up air is way stronger now. That's the main thing I remember. Damn, am I new to this game or something? Yeah, Corrin was a very irrelevant character in my opinion. Yeah, Before I still felt like Corrin, like, I guess the game plan is similar, but like the, the options are just generally better with the buffs but um, well, with the buffs you just don't have to do so many reps right like you're reducing the amount of times you have to win neutral just general damage increase and then general especially if mute saying like from four to seven percent that's like almost double same thing with the nair too like everything was you just so unserious like i would just tag like corin <laughs> and i would just take like 20 and i was like oh that was like a sheet combo but like on a sword but you're slow and okay I yeah don't know. Yeah, and then you're also just getting edge guarded to living hell. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was bad. Didn't really it really makes sense. So yeah, so I mean, shout out to the corn buffs. I, 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 do you guys feel like corn is now kind of like up in that more upper echelon, like top twenty, top thirty ish characters? She's in my like top thirty. Yeah, top thirty. That's a respectable spot. She's a she's a good character. It's just like uh, I have so many like good like parts about her. I think like versus Sonic that you guys were seeing not a lot of characters can contest sonic's ledge hang like that's oh just that's a thing. very good point that's a yeah. very yeah. good point yeah. like you yeah. saw the like the pin into the pin like insta pin for the ledge trapping like he's not used to making decisions on the ledge because <laughs> he doesn't have to usually um the, <laughs> there's a, like a thing where like he has the faf just like you said like the ability for like leo to like jump up into the air and like swing like full hop back airs against sonics and it still teleports him back to center stage and then falling near the spin dash like at the same time because it has like no FAF is like super strong. Um, if you don't know what FAF means, it means first actionable frame. So yeah. just like being yeah. able to act after you do something. And then, um, yeah, the same thing with the blender. Like Sonic usually like lands so well. He has like a lot of like drift speed, so he just drifts really far and then just like lands with Nair or like air dodge or something. But like the fact Corn can always just like do a up air in reverse and then just like pin your landing like instantly is really good and then the fact that corn actually has an option to beat spinash startup with that pin grounded pin to like check you as a burst option is like really 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 good there's just so many things that are like going good for corn in that matchup that just i think the most um, valuable thing like what you're saying is how many of these options are safely covering multiple things at once where that's so difficult against sonic to like cover yeah. cover jump cover spring cover air dodge like cover like landing on either side of you like it's so tricky versus sonic like a lot of his simple disadvantage tools are like so deceptively like amazing like you will never get like you know the easy damage he never lets you get that but with corin i think her general game plan just um invalidates like some of the the basics and like you'll get at least an extra hit or two that other characters would have to reset to neutral or something like that so I think yeah. that goes a long way, especially with her kill power. Like yeah. she's more likely to get a stray hit versus Sonic and win the game than most characters, and that's pretty interesting considering how slow she is. But her moves, it's like are just so active and, and large and strong. 
disjointed surrounding your entire body right and that even when i was commentating this i like i don't know the corn sonic matchup you know especially to the level that mute knows the character corn itself right so this episode really feels very refreshing because now i feel like i know a lot more about corn and just this matchup in general but even being able to apply that too because if your characters have some of these tools that corn has right you can apply those to the sonic matchup and i know sonic is another character that the community holds very high in terms of just strength right most people will put sonic in their top five like most top players will so uh really interesting to see and this is a perfect episode to bring mute on because i just didn't know mute knew that much about corn i didn't know you were uh, like you played the character that much and you studied the character that much so i mean in your opinion what are corn's bad matchups like what are the what are the characters that kind of hold corn back from being pushed into that maybe like top 20 top 10 lineup um i think corin like it's it's weird because some of the matchups are really like niche like there's not that many set for us but that matchup is like not good like at all mm -hmm. i'm it's so funny because i've been playing it lately and i actually love that matchup. what are the what are the chances yeah you were grinding that right corin yeah i played i played diddy and sephiroth and like both char characters do so well versus corin <laughs> What's it called? Snake is really bad. Like, Shattuck has been struggling with Snake really hard lately. Um, it was really funny because, like, Nao, like, Nao, the other Corrin from Japan, has, like, a bunch of different opinions on Corrin. And, like, they share, they share some. I saw them talk, and I, like, I'm a big Corrin fan, and I want to play that character. That's the character I would play if, like, I could play something else easily. Uh, and then I was just, like, listening to them and stuff like that, and then Nao's like, oh, yeah, Shattuck. Because uh, uh, they had Kronos at um, the venue at BOBC, and they were just playing and um Shattuck was trying to learn the matchup and then they are just rotating with the like, chronos and then nao and chronos actually ended up playing in bracket and nao was trying to tell Shattuck like this matchup is only like negative 0.5 it's not that bad and then he got thrown by chronos <laughs> <laughs> and i was just like yeah this match was terrible because i keep telling Shattuck like because Shattuck actually has other characters but he refuses to switch. Like, he has a sick, nasty peach. He's actually low-key insane. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, dude, just go peach for Snake. And he just refuses and he keeps playing it. And he just, I don't know, he's struggling. But like, that matchup's horrible. Um, I think Joker is really hard for Corrin. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. There, there's not that many though, because as soon as a matchup gets like kind of bad, where like some of the matchups might be more annoying, if you just start platform camping with Corrin, uh, one thing I noticed about Corrin is her like, stage picks are very polarizing because like picking a character like this on like biplats kalos or something like that like you can just start platform camping and then just do the original like old like remember like early ultimate roy just falling off a platform and landing up airing and like playing like that if you do That's that with what Corrin, I did, it's actually I did. really good like really good so like it's like okay yeah joker's annoying and like you'll blow up if you get hit but you kind of just stay on the platform he can't gun you and then what is he gonna do try and beat you with his like tiny aerials versus yours and then and as soon as he pops out you pin him too yeah you're, when you're falling through or running off the platform and doing the aerials, you're getting like full hop aerials. Yeah, like, full hop multiplier. Yep. Super quickly. Yeah. I think her up air is like one of the best like retreating up air things. Like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And another way you can get full hop multiplier is float, broken. Um, <laughs> so I guess we can pivot onward to a, um, a Japanese tournament that happened. Winner Smash looks like the name of the tournament. Zach Ray was able to get first. So it's always a good day. Yes. There is a Zachary W. And you know what was my favorite part about seeing the image for the results? I saw Zachary's pit there, but I also saw some of the classic lineup, some some disgusting top tiers. That's what I need to see Zachary play. The Rob, the Joker. That's what I need to see. 
So, I mean, shout out to Zachary for taking the tournament. And then we have the image right here for the top eight. It looks like we got Zachary on the Pit, of course, the Rob, the Joker, Buzz on the Sonic, Ken on the Sonic Sephiroth for third, and then fourth, Shuton on the classic match or the classic spread of the Olimar and the Pyramithra, CLX on Roy and Steve, Yuzu on the Rosa and Pichu, Noi, I think is how you pronounce that, N O I. On the what a lineup Sephiroth, Pokemon Trainer, Olimar, and then kept on the Diddy, Isabel, and the Villager. So shout out to the top eight results there. And yeah, I mean, always, always good to see the Japanese scene thriving, active. And I'm loving that Zachary is being more active in tournaments. Always a huge yeah. W. Now, I guess now we can talk about get into the nitty gritty with our guest here. We've got Mute Ace here. So we definitely have to talk about Peach. Peach is a character that is pretty historic throughout the Smash franchise, right? But especially in this game, I think Peach had a very huge debut. I think a lot. I, I thought when, uh, like, first month of the game, I thought Peach was the strongest character in the game. That was like my initial thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, she was still top five, to be fair. I don't, I think I, I was definitely wrong. I mean, but who was, who was actually right? Who, who was actually the best character? Me. I was right. All of our was the best. You think all? I don't know. Wolf was pretty crazy. What? No, not like one point. Do you know oh, about like, the glitch? Just the, the glitch where you could like lagless flash onto stage if you air dodge. That was that was so, <laughs> that was so good. Come on. Have I shown you up smash, spot dodge, forward smash? My way to top ten. <laughs> Olimars were doing that. It was awesome. <laughs> the Olimar era. But yeah, so how how do you feel like Peach competes in this uh, current meta mute, and do you feel like? Like you're gonna continue solo maining Peach. I know you were talking about like maybe going some other characters, but it feels like solo Peach is good enough, and it's got you throughout a lot of tournaments, right? Um, it's okay, but it's really not what you should be doing. I I'm gonna <laughs> play another character because like it's just too much effort. Like there's but just what no reason are... I sit there. Like okay, like it's just okay. I used to not like Palu, but like I like Palu for like bad characters now. So it's just like okay, yeah, I can sit here and play Peach. Uh, duck hunt and whatever like that and it's like probably one of her worst matchups but it's just like why would i do that i can just click this palo i have and like do whatever you know yeah. and it will probably be fine there's just no reason to if i didn't have a palo maybe i'd be like okay i just stick with my guns but it's just like i do so there's no reason for me to like struggle for no reason i i'm always like the main thing i've been thinking about asking you is like how your practice regimen works and everything because uh I know that you play a difficult character that has a lot of tech and like, you know, a lot of crazy things you can do and it can be like really overwhelming and difficult. And like, you know, I even have like hand issues and stuff like that. So like I, 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 you're one of the best people I talk to, especially after tournaments and we complain about the game together. We talk about if we should drop our mains and play easy characters. <laughs> I, I, that's the thing I want to get, into the most because i feel like it would be the most entertaining for the show but i'm also curious because we haven't talked in a little bit about what your thought process is on the game right now and what your practice regimen is and how the last few tournaments have went like something like that yeah charles did i tell you my favorite thing gavin said to me at bobc that <laughs> no, i just won't remember for the rest of my life uh gavin wanted to talk and we were talking like behind the stage and then we were complaining about like what was happening and then i was just like oh, we don't get paid enough for this. And he was like, well, I do. But, and I was just like. 
Oh man, another famous Gavin quote <laughs> add to the books. <laughs> that is not what I expected you to say. <laughs> you got your ass. It, it was amazing. I, I was actually there. I just had to sit there. I was like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that caught me off guard. Oh my god, that was great. Oh, um. Anyways, yeah. So my practice regimen is like really weird because my hands are pretty bad. Um, and I actually have like a really weird um story for this because like I got asked this actually like recently, so it was really weird. Um, but people always ask me like, how did I get better? How did I like? How do I improve or whatever like that? Especially because like my hands are so bad. So a lot of times I don't like play. Like you saw me at Summit and stuff like that. I don't like actually like play and I have a reputation of being like a dodger I think but like I can't play that much so like what I do is I just learned um how to like play like in my head because like when I was getting better um it was like when I was 14 like MVD knew me and stuff like that I could I was like in a really like tough schooling thing so I could only play like on Friday nights at the local you know what I mean for like three hours like a week or something like that um so I would just like play in my head and like imagine scenarios and then try it all at the local and stuff like that and like by that way, I just learned how to play, like, in my head. So, like, I can mostly just watch tournaments and watch people play. And, like, yeah, it's kind of tainted because I can't ever just, like, casually enjoy, like, oh, look at that spike. I just, everything in my head is just rolling the numbers consistently about, like, okay, what they're, what are they thinking about? But, yeah, that's kind of how I practice for the most part. So, like, for me to warm up, I usually just training mode and just make sure, like, my tech and my punishes are correct. And everything else I just, like, watch for, like, player things a lot of times. I don't know. That's and interesting because I- I've been practicing a lot outside of streaming and everything because there was like a handful of ditty things that i've been learning and it's so tough because i'm playing slightly more than usual and my hands are hurting but i'm not executing as well as i want to so i want to play even more more yeah um but i that's something i've talked a lot about on the show as well like and, and i've been playing in my head so much that i just want to play the game as well like so bad to just try all the things um no, I wish I had infinite stamina. I could just like play like yeah. everyone else. I, I wish I could just like grind it out because I feel like that would be so much like easier yeah. if I had like that amount of energy and like hand stamina, but I, I really don't. Um, so I have to make do with like, my, my, my meter management. I have to like just burst <laughs> it when I need it for bracket. Like it's a good way to put it. Meter management. Yeah. yeah. Cause yeah, we had Zomba on Coach's Corner, actually. Uh, shout out to Coach's Corner, a podcast that I do on Smash University with a bunch of different coaches. And we had Zomba as a guest, and he talked about that. He said a lot of times when he's just at, at home, not at tournaments, he's thinking about the game. And he, th- he, he feels like that is what really helped him propel and improve the most. Obviously, you still need the execution, so you got to practice. Like, I mean, you still got to go to tournaments and stuff like that. But just kind of optimizing the time that you're not playing because not everyone has the same amount of resources to play as much as someone else, right? Whether it be maybe you're working a nine to five, so you just can't play as much. Maybe your um, health is limiting you, right? Like your hands, there's like pain in your hands or something like that that make it so you can't play. So there's a lot of different factors that make it so you can't put X amount of hours into it, but you can compensate by doing a bunch of other various things like studying, watching, playing scenarios through your head, talking with your friends or other players like uh, like in a Peach Discord or a character Discord, talking about specific matchups, how they their perspective on it and all that other stuff. So... Yeah, it was. It's uh, cool to hear that you think so much about the game. Yeah, I, and it's funny you even mentioned like Peach versus Duck Hunt, and it's just funny how, because when I first started playing Ultimate, like I was not like Peach adjacent character wise. Like I did not have respect for Peach. I thought Peach was super <laughs> stupid and broken. 
But then when I, I've been playing Diddy for a few years and it feels like Peach is no longer the enemy and it's like Peach is like my best friend in terms of like, like, cause when I talk to Mute about the game, like the complaints are so similar, like difficult matchups are always similar and like, it's really helpful cause like Mute will come up and say, oh, I have to play against this player and we chat about it. And not only is it cool to like try to help someone, but it also feels like I'm helping myself cause like. You know, if we use Duck Hunt as the example, that's also Diddy Kong's worst matchup. So it's like... It, and they look at us like, we're crazy if we say that. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> this is so hard. And they're like, you're so bad for listening to this bottom five character. It's like, well, it's really not like that, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's, their, it's their lack of knowledge. They, they just don't know, right? Because there's, so there's so Talking many matchups. Talking someone who gets it is so important. Like, because they don't know how hard we have to work. They just don't understand. <laughs> Your guys' bond really reminds me of something like me going through basic training. Like when I went to army basic training, I grew so close to so many people because like we're suffering together in this environment. And <laughs> so I you mean like, we just work a job together? We just work like a normal yeah, job together? Just... Yeah, you guys, you guys are like going to work and you guys are like, damn, dude, this shit sucks. Like this, <laughs> no X, Y, Z. And then you guys are just like, yeah, man, like what the hell? You know what I mean? You got, You guys are suffering together. <laughs> The, that's how you're uh, you're bonding essentially through the experience <laughs> i love mutual surfing <laughs> it's, it's funny because my conversation with mute after battle of bc is why i tried to take a different approach to the game and i was begging mute to help me decide on a character and Mute was like all right we're gonna go home we're gonna look at all the characters in the game we're gonna decide like what works for you like something something easy blah 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 and then like I played Mega Man for a week or two and I'm just playing Diddy and Sephiroth again. And I even messaged Mute and I was like, I'm just going to do what I want to do. I'm never listening to anyone ever again, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm just going to listen to what I want to do. And it's funny because Mute responded and said he had like a similar thought process like that day. And it's just, we're just stuck with this lifestyle forever well, I, I told you though i was like if you want to do it just like set your mind to it and know that's what you want to do so you don't even think about any other options yeah you know what i mean if you want to ego it then you're gonna ego it like that's it but like that's just not what you have to accept yeah we we also talk a lot about our smash bros compared to what smash is right now and that's something we've talked about on the show a little bit like you know, ego and accepting like new characters and new play styles. And like, I don't know. It's, it's very difficult when you're playing a character like Peach or Diddy and like, you know, bending to the, to the rules and like trying to survive in like a game that's ever changing. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a funny concept that we're always talking about. And I feel like our egos definitely get in the way of this kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, because we don't like, want to like what we talked about is we don't want to like conform to like what like, new ult is and like the like mm -hmm. main strategies and stuff like that of the meta to like um, do certain things. So I was talking uh, actually to Ramses about this because, you know, I was just in France and I was with Ramses. And I was talking to Ramses and I was like, OK, after like playing a lot of like different countries and like watching them, like the video I made was probably more like a case study of like how to win an ultimate more like a case study on Japan. So it's just like in my head, like um i don't i don't know what america's doing don't don't ask me that but like <laughs> mexico like mexico seems like they're they're like best people like 
surprise like they believe in human error and they just want to like punish it as hard as possible when that does happen inevitably and then like japan's play style is very i want to eliminate all the human error from my play as much as possible Mm -hmm. and just like set up like scenarios and they have good plans towards both of those like both those like players and stuff like that so like some stars you think of as like okay sky j believes in human error he's gonna like destroy you the way spargo plays cloud he doesn't just like run around in back here he like goes in and tries to like read you and like get these openings to just kill you in like two hits and like this it's like things like that um and um, i think that even speaks more to like like leo's like switch to like byleth compared to like joker when he was like saying that like switch you want to like hit Mm -hmm. harder be more like punish harder for like people's mistakes and then it's just like yeah like japan style like even playing they're like i could go to any setup i don't know anyone's name uh i just walk up to any setup one character i'm like can i play like free tyson and then like i play and i'm playing someone who has the like everyone in that country had the mentality of like i don't want to like have this human error mistake you're going to interact with my best tool at all times like that's it like that's only it so it's just like i i think um that was like a main thing we me and gavin were talking about because that play style um is like seeing a lot of success because like you look at like the bobc results it's like i think like what like five or six of them of the top eight were like japanese and stuff like that right yeah. and like i think two more of them were like ninth like t and like someone else and they got eliminated by each other or something like that so um it's just interesting to see like this like consistent like rising of this like japanese like mentality like play style um is very consistent and very powerful and a lot of people can't beat it because like even if it is like a lot of people when i talk to other coaches and like ramses and tony and they're like oh well that play style of reducing this like human error it's like has a weakness of some sort because it's like uh predictable in a more sense because like you kind of know what the safe flirt option should be but like it's so difficult to like like weave the needle like through the like thread or right like there's counterplay but but it's like you have to like you know go some layers and go around (laughs) the corner to like beat that option and it's just like and if you get hit by it you're done that's it like it's 80 it's 80 minimum so it's just like there's ways to beat it but it's just it's just so skewed because they do it with the most skewed like r and r like risk reward um characters like you're playing you know risk reward with like tease bell and it's just like oh you want to catch this item by perchance like no (laughs) don't (laughs) don't mess up if you're at 80 you might lose the stuff ridley ford smashed like okay yeah tldr i will minecart because it is strong right now yeah yeah and it's like okay so how do you beat my card okay well like positioning and then i can do this one move and it's like i'll, I'll watch mia up b mine cart three times in a row and then on the fourth one he gets hit and dies and i'm just like he mine carded because it was strong and i mean if he got hit out of it what he took three damage four damage from the game of watch up b yeah right and it's, so it, it's like to me japan feels like they're trying to figure out the game in a way where it's like okay i'm gonna create this flow chart that is very consistent because I'm using these moves a lot in this flow chart that have very skewed risk reward. So if we play a bunch of different matches or a bunch of different scenarios on paper, I should win. Right. And yeah. they're, they're like mastering this flow chart and kind of understanding which characters to create these kinds of flow charts with. And obviously fighter pass two has really great characters for these kinds of strategies, in my opinion, like particularly Steve, right? Steve has a lot of options where it's like, they're almost like why not options. And even before I used to call call options why not options, even when Ultimate came out, I used to say Polunaire is like a why not option, right? Right when the game came out, it's like, why not Polunaire? Why not Olimar up smash? Like these are moves that just have so such high reward. And even if you get punished, you're probably not taking that much. So it, it feels like 
Japan is pushing the why not move metas where it's like, oh, well, why wouldn't I do this move? And charge then just, shot. Yeah, ex- yeah, charge shot. Yeah, there's like so many different characters that have these kinds of options. And I like how you pointed out how Mexico even kind of goes against that grain where they're like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to try to explore like the hu- or exploit the human factor, right? Where I get this like crazy read. How many times does Spargo go for like these double jump backers off stage, which are technically pretty ballsy, right? But he just knows that it's going to hit and it connects and your stock's gone at like 80 or 90% off stage. So it's really cool to break down all these different regional play styles and what's yeah. seeing success right now, because right now Ultimate's timeline is so interesting because so many different players can win from so many different regions. I know Japan has recently been dominating, but it, it really feels like almost any country can win a really stacked super major, right? And you don't even really know the player nowadays, too. I, I I still hold Spargo to that number one spot, but no one no one's as consistent as Leia was pre-quarantine, right? So it, it's like, you, there's not a player where it's like, oh, guaranteed grand finals. So it, it's really exciting. Um. Someone that comes to mind right now is Gluto. Because if, if I talk to someone like Mute, Mute understands my doubts and my anxieties with my play style, my character choice, like my Smash Bros. And like, you know, how difficult like executing everything can be. And like, what happens if you wake up one day and you just, your hands aren't co- like cooperating with you, like whatever that may be. But when I talk to someone like Gluto, you know, he's been playing Wario since Brawl. I play Wario and there's so many things I can relate to with him. But when it comes down to the deep like depths of anxiety and like, you know, doubting your, your character choice. And it's like, I can't like get through to him. He's like, yeah, like I'm just going to win. Like, I, like, Oh, I lost. Like I just need to keep, play better next time. And it's like, he's playing like Wario versus Kazuya. And like, he's just going to run it back next time. Or and, Wario like, Sonic. That's why, like, talking to Mew is, is, so, is so special to me because it's like <laughs> we can talk about like all the different paths we can take after a rough tournament, even though I know which path I'm going to take. <laughs> we can at least consider everything and have an honest conversation about the state of Smash Bros. Both Gluto, Gluto's like, yeah, I'm just gonna win, or yeah, like, I'm, I just like, it's just, how does he not doubt Wario ever? Even after a rough day. It's I like, mean, he played Smash 4 Wario. I feel like I feel like his expectations for Wario were so low from Smash 4. So <laughs> it's like such a huge upgrade. It's like, oh, wow. Well, like, but when you're that good at the game, you don't at least consider that you could like do what they're doing. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. Like some players, it's not even an option. And that's what Mute was just saying. Like if you're going to do something, don't even consider anything else. You know yeah, I mean? th- th- but that's why like Gluta doesn't consider anything else because that's just like his mind's like locked on that, and that's like what he's yeah. gonna do. Like it's, you are not influencing him. He's ironclad. Like he's on his path. He's going. He's gonna. <laughs> he's gonna hit that uh, tree in the road, but he's gonna keep going. Like he's just revving <laughs> that gas like against that tree. Like it's okay. Yeah, I. I guess for me, it's like I've dabbled in so much that I can't help. Like I've gone down so many different paths, even if some have been traveled more than others, that when I have a rough tournament, I can't help but consider, oh, what if I went back to this character I used or why can't I just pick up Steve or cause, you know what I mean? It's like when something doesn't go well, since I've dabbled in so much, I can't help but consider it. 
Well, see, I'm glad you time. tried Mega Man because, huh? like, at least you. I'm glad yeah. you tried Mega Man because, like, then you came back and you're like, oh, I know, I don't want to do this. Like, I know, I just want to, like, you know, what I mean, it just gives you perspective. So it's like, yeah. it's good that we like just have an open mind to these things. I think just to like keep things I in agree. perspective. And like, um, at least taking something from it rather than just viewing it like really like black and white like oh if you do this like and you and you don't do it anymore like you're learning nothing from it but like we, we reflected on it at least yeah like, you're still playing smash you're learning uh, different perspectives and like i chatted a bunch with Mega Man players especially peep nut and just learned a lot about the game and like it's cool hearing how passionate people are about their characters like mute like gluto like peep nut uh and yeah, for some reason they are driving down that path and they are not fucking stopping. <laughs> well, but, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Charles. Well, I I just feel like it's good because your experience solidifies your decisions, right? So I I think we as long as you're going through the experiences, that's what's solidifying your decision. And for Gluto, he's gone up against so many difficult matchups, but. I feel like he has so much confidence in finding that one yeah. win condition, that one thing that he can do to clutch and win the matchup. He's like, all right, well, if, if that's like the only option, I'm going to try and create the scenario as much as possible. And he's conquered a bunch of diff difficult matchups. I wouldn't say every single one. And I, I think so Sonic, in my opinion, has to be the hardest. Or not has to be, but like yeah. is probably... Uh, Wario's be. hardest, uh, definitely up in the top three or so. But I mean, Gluto has recently defeated Bloom, and that's also a really tough matchup for Wario. So, you know, all these matchups where it forces Wario to stay grounded, he's figured th that aspect of the character out, right? And he's played it very well. He's He's been able to win matchups staying grounded with Wario. And obviously, Wario's grounded options aren't the greatest compared to his air options. And, you know, maybe he'll find, figure out the key to victory against Sonic. I don't really see it in a, in terms of like finding that win condition. It's very difficult, but at the end of the day, you have a move that can, you know, kill someone at zero, right? I think it's hard against Sonic because of the frame two air dodge and stuff like that, but you know, maybe he'll find a way. And again, that's just his experience kind of backing up his decision-making, right? Same with you guys. Your all your guys' experience kind of guides you into the way you like to make decisions for character rosters and, you know, even like stages and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. It and another reason I like talking to Mute is I, I play the game in a pretty strange way. Like, I'm always trying to figure out, like, you know, the emotion behind my opponent's decisions. And I'm paying attention to their body language in and out of the game. And, like, when it comes to talking with Mute, it's like, I can get all that. Like, he already gets it. Like, I don't have to explain that. We can get right to the, to the weird nitty-gritty stuff about matchups or, like, figuring out a certain player. And... You know, skipping all of that is pretty nice, and you can just get into like the the really strange aspects of Smash, I guess. Yeah, we're like, yeah, Gavin, his eye twitches before he jumps. <laughs> My favorite is uh, the Tyrant fake out. Like Tyrant will like physically move his body when you're playing friendlies with him to, and he'll do that to make you think he's gonna swing, and then like he does nothing. So he literally like, <laughs> does this, does nothing, and then the air dodge will come out, and then he'll hit you. Like all, all the IRL mix-ups are like acting like you're mashing, right? When Rob buries you and you're like, you're rotating your hand, but your, your hand's like hovering over your controller and you're not actually making the, the actually doing the rotations and stuff like that. I love yeah. all the IRL mix-ups. <laughs> like if it's about like Spargo, it's like, is Spargo gonna do an empty jump cross slash this time if I do this? 
is he actually going to camp like I think he is, or is he, or are certain things going to influence his defense or offense? Like, like getting into that is so interesting because we're not mind readers, but we can use what we can to at least like anticipate how the set is going to start. And if that can give you just a small advantage and like a best of five scenario where you can steal a stock or you can steal a game, like that goes such a long way. Having that um, head start on them is so important. I think I do yeah. so well with like prep time. Yeah, exactly. Compared to like most people, because like if I have an idea of what someone's gonna do, it's not really close. <laughs> anything to hedge your bets, right? Yeah. It's it's not it's nothing is absolute, but anything that can just increase it by even just five yeah. percent increased chance to you know yeah. get the double jump read and gimp cloud at fifty percent or something like that. Getting like the ball all these rolling things or getting good. data from things that seem to be like nothing is like. That's what I do, and that's like why I play. Like that's the fun part. Um, so, so you know why? Like a specific reason why I think I, I'm really glad you brought up Gluto, and I want to like talk about it because the reason why I think Spargo is the best because someone was asking me, and I was like, they were like, oh, who do you think is like, um, like the best fundies like me? But it's just like, why would I answer that? Because it's just like that feeds into like our whole thing we we're talking about, Gavin, about yeah. like our version of Smash or something like that. It's just because it's just like a, the ego yeah. So it, it's not really like like a like. There's not a like point to that conversation, but it's just like my my highest ranked Smash player since like there are so many different versions of Smash that like can be presented through like you know like like I talked about like cultural play styles, beliefs of like the way to play the game, and then like um, just like how some characters just distort the game in general. Um, one of the most like um, adaptable players. That's how like I rank people like adaptability is like Spargo, I think. Like that's the most yeah. like adaptable person. Like if I pair up Spargo with like so many different people, like it's fine. It's fine. Because like there's so many people like of the top ten, I can be like, dude, like it's just weird that I can pair up Leo versus like just pick any min min. You know what I mean? And it's like there could be trouble. That's that's weird. Mm, that's just yeah. weird. I don't know. Um like you can take like a bunch of players and if you pair them versus something weird, like I I love Gluto. I think he's so good. I respect him so much and it's just like okay I love playing him and the games are so hard, but just like, it's just weird because I don't think it's that bad to the point where like watching him versus like any Shoto, any Luigi, any like character that just like hits him too hard. Like he just looks so bad sometimes. Like I'm not even like joking. He just blows up. So, um, and I just don't think like it's even that bad. Like he just like falls straight into the grab. You know what I mean? Just that adaptability from him to like be squirrelier with his movement. You know, it just seems a little weird. So that's like how I would like rank people, you know? Yeah. Because I, I, like sometimes really... characters like challenge people's like views of Smash and you just like, if they fall apart, then I don't think they're very, you know. That's that's why I would always admire Leo so much because I would always be like, damn, if I make it to him, I could do so so much better than like these players that I'm watching, but I don't always make it to him. And that's probably because I'm not as flexible as someone like Spargo or Leo, you know what I mean? And that's what I, I strive to to be it's like because a conversation we talk about with like players like leo or spargo is like if it ain't first it's second a lot of the time or something like that and there's a reason for that you know what i mean because they're playing all across the world and against different players different characters different rule sets and they're they, they'll adapt to any challenge that's a that's a really good point but i just think it's weird that like leo like like i think leo is amazing but his adaptability versus some of these dlc characters that have been out for a while like, it's just it's a little lower than I thought, you know? Like, the yeah. Min Min struggling, the switching still for, like, um, uh, what's it called? Like, just the struggle versus Kazuya. Like, it's a, like, like, okay, you can lose to, like, you know, riddles and other stuff like that. But, like, sometimes it looks too easy. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know what right. I mean? 
it's like something's not clicking kind of thing. Yeah. Right. right? Against a specific That's how character. I feel about myself versus Steve. I'm not going to lie. I lose to Steve every time. Mute's an expert in that matchup. Hey. You are. <laughs> I remember one of the first times I've seen, watched you play Steve against Steve at like a, at a tournament. I was just like, wow. The, the level of, of counterplay, especially that early on when I watched it, I was just like, this is insane. Clocking into work. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you, uh, what, what do you think in, in your, I just want to pick your brain on um, just counterplay against Steve in general. Like if, if you could, if you could give someone tips against playing against Steve and it was maybe just like one or two things, like what, what are the most important things against Steve? I know there's a lot, but just, just a. I just want to quick uh, pick your brain real quick because I know you're very knowledgeable about you know playing against Steve. If you're close enough to get jabbed, you're too close. Um, I love that. <laughs> like if you're if you're playing near that walking jab up till spot dodge simulator, you want to die so bad. <laughs> you want to die. Like I just don't have to say. You just want you you just want death. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, rush him down. You better get away from him. Um, because his, like, grab anti-air is, like, oddly, too. It's just so finicky to, yeah. like, get near him. Um, like, just basic things, like, make it so hard to box him. Like, his up smash out of shield will true punish, like, peach down tilt, which is, like, weird to think about. Like, frame eight, like, up smash that scoops you. Like, fox up smash, like, that's just also weird. Um, <laughs> it's a little strange, you think, right? Um, <laughs> Some strange behavior going on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think, like, people don't position right for, like, minecart and stuff. Because it's just, like, when you hit him, you have to, like, be, pay attention to, like, the knockback of your angle. Because I feel like people are really bad at this. Like, noticing when they send someone at a certain angle, people will hit options in response. Like, we were talking about this, Gavin, with, like, a certain someone that we're not going to say. But, like, you know, they'll just, you know, fare in certain areas. They'll just... um uh cart in certain areas they'll do certain things certain ways and it's just like if you um see the angle they get sent at if the platform's like here and this is like the cart you have to know like if the powered cart or non-powered cart is going to go on top or below the platform and then use the platform to like not interact with it at all because if the cart is going below the platform you literally just stand on the platform and shield and the only thing they can do is like jump out the cart and start like hacking your shield like you know up air or something like that but like there shouldn't be like that bad of an interaction you know you will not get hit. You will not. Get yeah, hit. yeah. Like a hundred percent chance to like survive the interaction. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people like they hit Steve. They're like, oh, it's go time. My advantage state. It's a lie. The reason yeah. why Steve's like advantage state is so good is because like a lot of times when I'm playing as that character, it takes a lot of discipline to hit him and then run away. Like because it's just like you you get your hit, you take your little sixteen, and you go, you go. That's it. That's yeah. all you got from the drive through. Because like they're gonna come back around. Yeah, like, they're gonna come <laughs> back. And if you run up on that cart, you're getting hit because you're too close from the burst at that point. If you think like, oh, I have an advantage today. Like, who do you think you are? <laughs> yeah, I, I remember talking to Gluto in Hawaii about this, and that was his biggest gripe about Steve is that. He just feels like he never has an advantage state. He sees like, yeah, I feel like I just I win neutral and I have to like be scared of him. Like I I win neutral against Steve and then it's like their advantage state. And I'm the one that's like trying to not get hit. And yeah. he, he feels like that's the most frustrating part about Steve yeah. in general. If you don't have any like specific options to deal, like very special options to deal with like the disadvantage, it's not possible. And it destroys a lot of like conventional characters like trapping. Like, Palu actually, like, is just so bad at trapping this because she already struggles with, like, stuff like Nair Dodge. And it's like, okay, yeah, Palu, let's let's uh, definitely guard against uh, high cart, jump out, block, fall block, like, falling, like, fair. And it's just like, okay. And then, like, you know, if, it, if they anvil any time, it just beats your down um, up air. If it's not, like, the first few hits, like, it just goes through the multi-hit. 
So it's just like kind of weird. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I've seen people like parry the like the last hit of Anvil and stuff like that, like the grounded hit, and try to get as much frame advantage as possible to maybe like well, create. Well, you can just jump. Oh, jump the hits. Oh, yeah, that's, that's like, great. A good thing you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah. So it's like if you parry the first hit and it's like close, like I would just stand there and parry and then jump like after it. Parry jump. Uh, and then try to stuff the um like pickaxe swing. That's like something you could do, but it's a little finicky because like because every time not be there at all exactly because it's just like every time i give you a scenario that you could use to beat steve it's really weird because i'm telling you to stand there and parry the anvil if you want a chance because otherwise like the anvil like people don't talk about this why does anvil have collision like you can't run through it very easily like it's just like mm. in the way so the anvil jumps to the other side and you, you can't even like chase them it's like yeah it's crazy it's really strange how like angel just being there it's like can this thing go away already please yeah it, it, it like it hits the ground and it like t- sits there for like two seconds ish almost so um yeah no it just um it's it's just interesting that you have to um like do these things and every single time i give you like a steve counterplay it's just so weird because everything has a stipulation so it's right. like i would tell you like oh yeah you can uh parry that and do that but if he jumps off earlier and it's kind of hard to see the animation because like it kind of just stops sticking to his feet. Not like he has like a particular like jump off animation for like the anvil. Like Mr. Just... Blockman isn't, yeah, he doesn't have too many joints. So yeah, so it, it just, the anvil just stops sticking to him magically <laughs> and you have to react to that and then parry that and then jump and then like, you know, hit him and stuff the anvil. And it's just like, I mean the, the back air or whatever it is. And it's just like, that might work. Maybe. <laughs> it's what makes a uh, game and watch like ledge trapping game and watch so hard because game and watch, it's just like, this 2D character that's two like, animations. Yeah, two animations, and then he's up at normal getup. So technically, Bro, look at the mouth. Oh yeah, <laughs> as he rolls and then down smashes you and you die because <laughs> you tried to do the forward tilt activity hit it. Yeah. Know. So Steve, Steve has a lot of animations like that as well. Even like when Steve like texts in place, he kind of just like lays down stands. and like stands up. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he's not going through fluid motions. And most top pl- players, whether they know it or not, they're subtly reacting to certain things especially ledge trapping because certain characters ledge animations like when they start a roll then you can kind of like oh okay i can already start ro- going over here and charging the up smash and stuff like that so yeah i mean thanks thanks mute for like telling us about steve counterplay i know uh a lot of people struggle against that character and you're i should look you make a video huh you should definitely make a video that would yeah. probably be very entertaining because like people just don't they, they say these things on twitter and i'm just like this is the most like you want to get hit thing like ever like i don't know if they're trying to feed this information on purpose but i was just like i don't know why you, you have a lot of tournament success too right so that i feel like there's a lot of people that post like on paper stuff but it's way different when you're up on stage and you know what i mean you're trying to actually gauge yeah. specific risk reward because i what you were talking about a lot of the advice you gave was specifically gauging your risk reward right and not getting hit and how to think of these specific scenarios because even for me sometimes i'll watch some brackets or some characters against steve and i'm like okay so they they like rush steve down in the beginning and they fish for this first interaction where it's like because i think steve is at his weakest right at start because one dirt blocks you don't have uh gold so the minecart's not empowered right so if you you don't have to respect minecart as much because it's the slower version. So it's a little easier to react. You can play a little bit closer, right? So sometimes I see players and especially Spargo. Now certain characters have a privilege to do this, right? Like cloud has the privilege to not be in range of jab and up tilt, but also pressure Steve. 
not every character can do that, right? Because not every character has a disjoint or range like that. But Spargo will pressure Steve and then one hit connects in the early game. And it's like, okay, well, now Steve is fucked because your minecart's not as impactful. You, you're probably low on iron and stuff like that. But not every character has that privilege. And I love your perspective on it because your character doesn't have the range to do that. So automatically, one of, one of the first things you said was just like, well, you can't really pressure Steve, right? It, but it, but again, it kind of just depends on the tools. Like I feel like Fox might be able to because you have the fall speed and the double jump mix up. I mean, he can just mash up tilt and it's like infinite anti around him. But at least you can land next to him or try to get something going at the very least. And then you also have like reflect on uh, the cart itself. So you can reflect in the buff or something or the anvil. And I, I, I just want to pick your brain on the concept of attempting. Is it worth the risk? to attempt that very first interaction to maybe snowball a stock? Or do you think like right at go, it's not even worth interacting with him and you um, just let him get diamond? That's like player discretion. And it's just like, that's the thing about Steve. It's just like, there's no like, this is the thing to do against Steve. It's like, do you think it'll beat this player specifically in this specific moment? Like everything is just like outplay, outplay, outplay because and that's why it's so hard because all the characters you're talking about that can like, oh, rush Steve down and get over there eventually like that. I think all of them except for Cloud because he's a little floatier on like the like weirdness. They all just like if something goes wrong at all, you're getting jabbed and you're gonna die. Like all the right, characters that can right. rush him down, you're just gonna get like frame like three jabbed or something and just like die. And the thing about the wood combos too is it's like it's not like honestly it's easier to SDI out of like diamond stuff, right? Because like there's so much hit lag and stuff. So it's just like wood is honestly like sometimes more threatening because like. I play against Yanni a lot, and, like, you cannot STI out of those, like, wood combos, really. Like, you can try, but, like, STI doesn't actually, like, save you. So I, I noticed when, like, Yanni was doing, like, good, like, nil ladders and other stuff like that, it can mix him up and make him mess up, but it won't actually get you out. Because <laughs> if he does it right, if he zigzags my STI correctly, I die anyway. Mm, some Smash 4 Bayona. Like, oh, <laughs> wow, you had amazing SDI. Congratulations, you took 70 instead of dying. Yeah. Like, something like that right but so, but yanni's like that steve like he'll actually just kill you off of it you know what i mean yeah. like, right right that's a good point too because i feel like the like a cola right now doesn't have the wood combos down it's more fundamental steve but he just does pick loops right exactly but when when the steve players start actually getting these like crazy crazy combos down that's when like wood is going to be really crazy because yeah. a, a lot of the wood combos, you can just get straight zero deaths if you nail correctly. So I, I don't think we're at that era where the top Steves are doing like the zero to deaths with nils, right? I mean, there are Steve players that can do that, but they're not getting into these top eights like a cola and stuff like that, right? Oh, so, but they'll still beat you though in round two. So that's what you got to know. <laughs> Very yeah. true. Very when true. When am I going to so win? Just like, like when am, so it's like if you play Yanni, like sometimes now. you get unlucky. Like you get seated into Yanni like really unlucky really early. And it's just like, oh here we go. Like, is he, is he on it or not? And it's, it's just like, it, so what I said, like about like outplay them, it's like, okay. Yeah. Versus a cola and like some other players. Yeah. I might run up on them early percent versus Yanni. I'm camping stock one. Like, cause he's got it like that. You know what I mean? Like I'll run up on a cola and be like, yeah, you're not that guy. So it's just like, okay, I'll just, you know, but if it's Yanni, like I'm scared. <laughs> Damn. And that's just the truth of the character. It's just like, I'm scared. Yeah. When is your next tournament, Mute? Uh, I'm going to CEO, actually. Okay. Oh, nice. So uh, this week. This week, yeah. Oh, yeah. wait, yeah. You just said that before we went live. Mm -hmm. I'll be oh, watching. Cool. I won't be there, but I will be watching. 
I okay. actually didn't know what was happening in the bracket because I mostly went to like you know visit like Florida because I'm from Florida. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Apparently, Yara is there. I didn't know that, and I play him, so that's amazing. It's just like, oh, one Japanese person, this entire bracket who plays Samus, and was like, okay, give him to mute. <laughs> oh Thanks. man, <laughs> incredible luck. Well, oh, no. I, I, do, do you have to fight up against any Game and Watch players or any Game and Watches going? I would rather do that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Damn. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry you have to play against Samus. I'll, I'll play against a Game Watch player. What do you think it, uh, for you right now? What are the matchups that are, uh, you feel like you're struggling the most uh, as Peach? Um, give, give me a top three. Top three worst matchups for Peach. I think me personally, it's like Hero is like being really hard right now because um, Hero is hard. I, I just don't get like how he's just like, okay, yeah. Because um, like, I feel like when I used to fight them, they didn't get that lucky before. But now every hero I fight for some reason, they just have bounce up like 24-7. So I'm like, okay, well, I can't use any of this. And they just have bounce on. And then it's just like, okay, well, you have to rush them down, but no turn up. Uh, and then and then they buff. And then they start shooting stuff. And I'm like, okay, what now? And then I hit them off the stage. I'm like, here's my advantage state. Let's traffic. Zoom. And then they just... I don't know. I have no advantage state. I can't use turnips. It just feels like a lot of things are being invalidated, like inadvertently. And I'm just like, okay. Uh, so I was thinking about playing like Palu for that. Um, another matchup I think is um, Duck Hunt. It's just like, but that matchup is just bad. Like that matchup is just bad. It's rare, but like for some reason they're after me right now. Yeah, um, <laughs> they always the tell me I'm out. never going to play against it, but I do. They find you, Gavin. Do you get those people at tournaments? They're just like, yeah, I want a money match, and they they're always like some hunter for you. You know what I mean? Like the Icy's, <laughs> the Icy's players be hunting me down. Oh, the the Belmonts, <laughs> the Belmonts love coming after me. It's oh actually so God. scary. <laughs> I gotta ask for something before I'm like, wait, who do you play? And it's always something like very like sinister. I was like, oh, you have bad ideas. <laughs> Why are you asking me to money match? Interesting. I know, like oh, me, little me, like I... <laughs> that is that is so funny that you guys have that experience. Like just duck hunt players and uh, Simon and Richter players coming up and yeah. asking the money match. Like, <laughs> and then I think my my last one that's like really annoying is like uh... <sighs> Shulk. It's just really hard. It's just so hard. It's just so haunting. I played Ramses and like I didn't know it was like that. I, I just didn't know it was like that. I mean shield art, right? Like the classic, like, oh you're you're No, like, I just didn't know he had it like that. I'd never seen him play before. Oh Ram yo, Ramses is really very good, yeah. Every matchup you said was really relatable except Shulk. Yeah. Because I played Diddy, but see the difference in that matchup for us is the fact that the banana goes through his sword and mine gets yeah. sliced. Yes. That's like the entire difference. And it's just like, okay. Yeah. But Hero and Duck Hunt are impossible. Uh, but Sephiroth versus Shulk is a different story. Sephiroth really? is actually good. I can't do it. Really? How, how do you play Shulk versus Sephiroth? I don't know. I have is never it seen bad for Sephiroth? Dude, or I've never lived to triple digits ever oh <laughs> that's funny no. like smash art just like completely destroying i mean uh does fair beat out your charge up beat a ledge yeah oh no that's not good <laughs> smash art forward air just like hitting below the ledge and like several just try to recover you're just done it's not fair yeah I no guess. he was doing some crazy things to me 
<laughs> All right, guys, we're going to pivot towards the bonus content. Again, the bonus content, we will be talking about what makes a character difficult to play in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. But uh, Mute, do you want to do the honors of signing us off? Signing us off? <laughs> like, like saying bye. Yeah, like we're done. Like we're done with can, the episode. Like, can you can you lead that? Like, <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Yeah, sure. Uh, Gavin, wait, no, it is Tweet Talks. Tweet. Yeah, I'll do it. Thank you so much to Mute for being a guest today. Um, probably one of my favorite guests yet. Uh, thank you so much for watching. We are going to pivot to the Patreon bonus content. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Bye. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>